Welcome back. This is Encounter with God with Marta saving our necks once again while um, Lawson is here showing me pictures of camel racing in Qatar. It's like, what on earth Dude, is it's going? like the best thing ever. It's like amazing. So they race camels in Qatar and it's awesome. With uh, robots riding the camels. Yeah, so the robots ride the camels and you, you know... Okay, this is this has nothing, this is zero relevance. <laughs> you re- this has zero relevance to uh, our Encounter with God section where we are supposed to be uh, doing uh, today's Bible study with the Studying 20 Million the Movement. We have a very important passage to be reading today. But anyway, before we do, uh, clue for the quiz. Yes. Okay, next clue for the quiz. And there's no double prizes because Lyle eventually got it. Right. He, he eventually yeah. chose Whatever. Whatever. the right animal. This is a what creature am I Whatever. quiz. And our next clue is... I'm about to prove you wrong. <laughs> the book of Hebrews says that it is impossible for the blood of bulls and these creatures to take away sins. There. Right there. Huh. Right there. There was my answer. My answer was correct. No, it wasn't. That's Because it wasn't what, what was on the card. That's what the Bible says. Okay, so if anyway. you know what this is, you can give us a call. 1-800-324-843 and you can claim the prize. All right. Lyle, you're just, you're just salty. Okay? I'm, I'm a sore loser this morning. <laughs> I'm sore all over. Okay, where are we up to? We uh, Okay, Encounter with God. Before we get to Encounter with God, just a quick reminder, we are heading off to Africa in the new year. Um, Mon will be heading over there in February with Kenya Health, so go to kenyahealth.org to find information about that. And she will be bringing us a daily report of her activities over there before we take the entire breakfast show to Ethiopia. If you would like to donate, we are raising money trying to raise uh, $6,000 for Kenya Health. That will provide uh, health care for 3,000 Kenyans. And, uh, yeah, very very nearly got that together. So, uh, yeah, give us, a, give us a call on 1-800-FAITH-FM or um, just go straight to kenyahealth.org and you can make your donation right there to a very worthy cause. It's something that, uh, hey, guys, it's Christmas. Mm. And Christmas has been turned into a, an obscene celebration of commercialism. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of the obscene celebration of commercialism and let's use this time of year to do something good for the world. Mm. Okay, so that uh, little rant having been over, and of course, um, yeah, come and join us out at Maitland Seventh-day Adventist Church, 72A Brunswick Street, East Maitland, uh, this uh, Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning for the Come Let Us Adore Him program put on by Dr. Soyam Eastham and a whole bunch of other local musicians uh, right there. Okay. All right. Where are we up to? We're up to our Bible study. What are we studying? We are studying We're studying, studying unity in, in general terms. But what we're exactly studying today... Well, you have not yet revealed. <laughs> Turning your Bible to Matthew chapter 28. Alrighty. Matthew 28, and if you could start reading in verse 18, Ooh. and I'll get you to just finish the whole chapter. Yes, I would love to. I love, I love this passage. This, this passage, actually, I have it memorized. Oh, there you go. But I bet you haven't got it memorized out of that translation. Oh, no, I do not. Here mess, we go. It's going to mess you up trying to oh, read it now. Oh, man, that would suck. <laughs> oh, this is going to be hard. But here we go. Which here we go. Did you memorize King, King James or New King, New James? King James? Okay. So it's not too bad, but still. 
Okay. You know, I find it I find it easier to read NLT than New King James because I memorize everything in King James, mm-hmm. and, and New King James is just too close and it just like uh, just just confuses, just, confuses like, just puts you out of whack. Yeah. Well, here we go. Matthew twenty eight and verse eighteen. Jesus came and told his disciples, "I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit." Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands which I have given you, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Amen. So, as we come to the end of The Breakfast Show for 2018, we get to finish with this amazing passage here, which are the last words of Jesus to his disciples Mm -hmm. before he ascended into heaven. So let's start working our way down through this particular passage. And what is the first thing there that Jesus tells us that has been given to him? He's been given all authority on heaven and on earth. Okay, so but how does that relate to us? I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, that's great, Jesus. You have all power. You have all authority. What's that got to do with you and I? Because Jesus then goes on to say, so you go and do it. And it shouldn't be like, okay, Jesus, you have all all, all power. You have all authority. Um, we would be expecting you to do something right now. Mm-hmm. Do we have all power and all authority? No. I know that for a fact. Okay. So <laughs> and, and human beings, you know, in comparison to Jesus Christ, are actually distinctly lacking in power, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. All right. So if we are distinctly lacking in power, Jesus comes along and Jesus tells us, hey, don't worry about it. I've got, I've got the power. Mm-hmm. How, does that, how, how does that help? Well, I think it relates to to some some things that come later in this passage. All right, explain. 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 Well, in verse twenty, and this is this is the kicker right here because he goes through. He says, "I have been given all power and all authority on heaven and on earth." And then he goes to give them a job description, and he says, "Hey, I want you to do a bunch of stuff, and those things are." Um, baptize and make disciples. And but we teach, don't have the power to do that. Teach them to observe all things. We yes. He's, he's got the power, not us. This is he's the, already told us, I've got the power. This is the point. Which is, by implication means that we don't have it. If he has it, then we don't have it. He's creating tension here. Because if we, if we really review ourselves to baptize and make disciples and teach them all things that he has commanded us is something that we don't have the power to do as sinful human beings mm-hmm. in and of ourselves. That's right. And then he comes Absolutely. in with the kicker. So it's, like, it's almost like he's taunting us, wouldn't you say? He's like, yeah, I've got all the power. So guess what? I'm going to dump it all on your shoulders. But then he, he comes in. He comes in with the kicker in the end. He says, and be sure of this. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So the power to be able to do this, the power to to have the authority to to live in a sinful world as we do and to go against the grain of of the sin which so easily ensnares us and and live a life against sin, teaching, you know, baptizing disciples, fight against the principalities and powers of this earth. He says, hey, I have the power, I have the authority to do and you can achieve that because I am always with you even to the end of the age. Okay, so then the the all power, mm-hmm. sorry, everything that Jesus says after the all power, everything that he commands us to do is based on the fact that he has all power mm-hmm. and based on the fact that he's going to share all of that power with us. With us, which I think is one of the most incredible promises. Um, Jesus and, and God in general, they're in the business of, of multiplication. 
multiplication. Um, I could imagine, you know, if Jesus had a state on earth and he could have went around and, 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 you know, maybe the most effective method would have been, oh, he just becomes some super preacher in a mega church or something like that. But, you know, Jesus came to, to serve, not to be served. And so he does his humble work on this earth. Um, <laughs> the most away, amazing work that has ever been done um, that eventually led to him dying on the cross. But he gives us his example and he says, hey, the, the way in which I lived this, this humble servant life, um, I want you to do the same. And then I want you to teach others how to do the same. And then they'll teach others how to do the same. And then they'll teach others how to, how to do the same. I, I relate it to my own life of how I was this like random, random dude, you know, just, just, just doing my thing. Um, and then, you know, a group of Adventists came into my life. Who were just they were just humble servants for Jesus, who were like, you know, didn't have any name or notoriety, but they said, Hey, Jesus is, you know, essentially Jesus has changed our life and and this is the ways in, in which he has. And we started studying the Bible and going through and they just humbly, you know, through friendship and love started sharing Jesus with me. Um and then that brought me to a point where I was like, Well, I love Jesus and I'm gonna accept him into my life. So now I'm gonna go do the same. And it's this 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 spread of Christianity in this this humble servanthood way. I think this is the reason why Jesus didn't just stay, um, but why he gives us the power is that we can just be a I don't know, a faithful group of people and we can just multiply in Christ through through servanthood and love. I know that yeah we've uh, we're we're still on topic but we've kind of <laughs> no no you're t- totally on topic this is totally what it's all about <laughs> but I I don't know I just love I love this topic this this idea of you get your life changed by Christ and then y- you know you're a part of the great commission and then you go others on to 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 be you know a vessel that Christ can change other people's lives through it's oh man it it is just the best thing ever um. Man, I can't wait to get more into this. <laughs> You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so uh, continuing on with uh, looking a little bit more deeply at this passage, um, Lawson, can you find for me the verbs within the passage? The the verbs. Okay, the verbs. let's start in verse 18. Jesus came and told... That's, mm-hmm. that's a verb. Told the disciples. The ver- okay, so look for the uh, the verbs that are um, <laughs> directed at us. Directed at us. Okay, so the first one I see is therefore go. All right, go, go. All right, it's the first verb. So we'll, we'll that note I that see. one down. And make and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So we've got go, make, baptize, teach, and obey. Yeah, wow. Now this is an interesting little passage because when you read it in English, all verbs have equal value. Mm-hmm. We, we tend to be very uh, communist like that in a language, I guess. Yeah. All, all people are of equal value. Um, it's just that some people are more valuable than others, but we won't go there. That would get us sidetracked. However, if you read it in uh, Greek, mm-hmm. 
that uh, it was probably translated to from Aramaic, not all verbs are of the same value. Which one of these do you think has... So one, you've got one of these verbs here that has the most value and all the other verbs support that one. Go. It's not the go. That, that's it's not the not, most it's valuable? It's not the most valuable one. Obey. That is not the most valuable one. Baptize. That is not the most Teach. valuable. <laughs> You're working backwards here, Make. Lost. Make is the oh most valuable out of all of them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Process of elimination. Are you for real? I went through every single one. <laughs> I am a student of the Bible. <laughs> okay. And, and this is interesting because I think that if I asked pretty much anybody here in the office, they would have the same response. The only reason I know this is because I did the research beforehand. (laughs) (coughs) Um, And, um, yeah, so in the Greek grammar, make disciples has the most value out of all of the verbs and all of the other verbs are supportive of that verb. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you want to look at the priorities here, you know, when the Bible says, you know, uh, let me just read it in, in, uh, in the KJV. It says, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lie I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Uh, where mine says, Go and teach all nations, the actual meaning of that is teach all nations to be disciples. Mm-hmm. Discipleship is what everything is centered around. Mm. And so we are told to go. Why do we go? To make disciples. We're told to teach. Why do we teach? To make disciples. Mm-hmm. Um, we're told to baptize. Why do we baptize? To make disciples. To make disciples. Everything is about making disciples. Mm. So what is a disciple? That's a word that we don't really use that much in the English language today. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, what is a disciple? Well, I'm, I'm guessing... Um just using literary skills, that the root word of disciple would be discipline. There you go. Yep, that wasn't where I was heading, but <laughs> I will I will go with that, most definitely. The root word of disciple would be discipline, and I feel like, um, just from a common understanding, I don't have a dictionary in front of me, but a, a disciple um, would, would be someone who is um, taught in the ways of obeying Jesus. Um, and everything that that in everything that that entails. So you know, being taught in the word, being evangelistic, and and uh, whatever it may be. But it's yeah, someone who is an active follower of Jesus is is a disciple. Okay, so that's actually a really, really, really good definition. That's an awesome definition. The word disciple means simply means follower. Okay. Uh, now, if you're going to follow somebody. Uh, you obviously have to discipline yourself to be able to do so. So mm-hmm. discipline is very, very much a part of the word disciple, um, and we discipline ourselves to be a follower of Jesus Christ. That means that there are things that we do do and things that we don't do, places that we go and places that we don't go, uh, things that we involve ourselves in and things that we don't involve ourselves mm-hmm. in. All of these are part of being a follower of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so... Um yeah the word the word disciple simply means follower and this is what we are commanded to do is mm-hmm. to go out to the world and to make followers of Jesus. All right so there's some important things here that we are not commanded to do. 
we are not commanded to go out and make people followers of Lawson. Yes. Or Lyle. <laughs> Praise or even, the Lord. <laughs> What 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 is that supposed to mean? <laughs> Pray, praise the Lord. Ouch! 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 <laughs> now, <laughs> no, absolutely. This is uh, and definitely praise God for that, uh, because I can't get you to heaven. I have never 100%. been to heaven. I can't take you there. And sometimes, you know, here on this earth, we tend to become followers of humans, don't we? Mm. It's part of our culture. I think, dude, it's it's one of the biggest tragedies of of. The development of Christianity into the modern age mm-hmm. that people have become so passive and they they leave it you know to the preacher or you know it's it's for the pastor yeah, yeah. how you many know, times I, do you go to church and people don't even take their bible you know why they're not taking their bible to church because they don't take it home they don't need one they don't <laughs> because it's not what's being preached mm. yeah pastor will stand at the front and read a verse and then rattle on for next half hour or 45 minutes or so um, of one verse. Come on, seriously? Mm. We need to be students of the Word. Yeah. We need to be reading the Word. We need to be studying the Word. We need to be preaching the Word. We need to be preaching from the Bible. We need to yeah. be sharing the Bible story. But I think it stems from this this mentality um, you know, introduced during the medieval age of Roman Catholicism that it's like, hey, the priests do the work. You know, it's the priests that know the Bible and the common people, they just come and, and hear the priests speak in Latin. Um, and I know, you know, modern Protestantism is is much more further and developed than that. And I, I know plenty of modern Protestant churches who are doing amazing things for the community, you know. But I just, I just feel like this attitude of making disciples, mm-hmm. you know, going out, like having the intent in life that I'm going to be a student of the Word, I'm going to be a follower of Jesus, and that's going to lead me to opportunities and situations to teach people about Him, um, has really been lost in a way that, that the mentality of like, I, you know, as a as someone who's accepted Christ into my life, I have the ability to go and teach others to observe all things He's commanded me. I feel, yeah, I just feel like in, in modern Christianity, there's been a loss of that due to the culture of like, hey, it's the, you know, it's a preacher's job, it's the pastor's job, it's, it's Arise's job, which, you know, Arise is a Bible school, which, you know, I'm not negging that because that, you know, ultimately that is the, the, the preacher and the pastor and Arise's job. They're, mm. they're the full-time ministers. Um, but as a follower of Jesus, you know, you've been commanded right here in Matthew 28, straight up. It's like, if you've accepted Jesus, because what's the criteria of the disciple right here? You've been baptized and you've been taught. That's right. So if you're a baptized, like you're a member of a church and you've been taught, then it is your job, like inherently and automatically, to go and teach others to baptize and, and yeah, to teach them and to baptize them. That is your job. And I've been so encouraged by um, the church that I'm working at at the moment, Raymond Terrace Mission, to see that, um, yeah, we have a group of lay people who are coming with us on, on Bible study um, and, and, and leading out, you know, people who are just, just, just you know, they're, they're gardeners, they're nurses, they're teachers, um, and they just read their Bible and, and we ask them, like, hey, can you come with us on, on Bible studies to the point where now they're leading them out by their own, mm-hmm. you know, on, their, on mm-hmm. their own, by themselves. And it's like, man, this is what God wanted from the start. You know, he didn't want everyone who taught the Bible to be a pastor or a minister or a bishop or a, you know, a lecturer or a theologian. He was like, he wants everyone to teach the Bible. 
Yeah, absolutely. So good. That's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, we're called to be followers of of uh, of Jesus Christ and uh, not followers of every other different, you know, celebrity that there is around the place. Yeah. Not followers of Lyle or Lawson or any other, uh, you know, um, even person on the radio or whatever. Mm. Do not ever follow me. I can't get you to heaven, but uh, <laughs> I know somebody who can. I'd like to introduce you to him. His name mm. is Jesus Christ. And if you have not met him, then today is a great day to do so. We are going to be spending the, uh, the next few days, as you all know, talking about the birth of Christ. That's what this time of year is all about. And so let's focus our attention. Let's focus uh, everything on Jesus Christ. Let's go and make disciples followers of Jesus Christ. This is Fernando Ortega. Sing to Jesus. i mm-hmm. 
Jesus, Lord of our shame, Lord of our sinful hearts, He is our great Listening to Fernanda Ortega with Sing to Jesus here on Faith FM, and we have another clue for our quiz, which nobody has snapped up yet. So, Lawson, you want to? Uh, All right, give us that uh, next clue. All right, here we go. Here we go. And this this has a scriptural rev- re- uh, reference. So, get ready to to bust the Bible out, and you can you can win this quiz. All right, here we go. What creature am I? Okay, we've already established that. Our next clue is, Matthew 25 tells us the time will come when the Son of Man will separate the sheep from these animals. Okay, what, what am I? What kind of critter am I? 1-800-324-843 is the open line number. Give us a call on that with your answer, and there is a prize coming your way. But just while you were expecting us to continue with Encounter with God, I have somebody very, very special on the phone right now that we couldn't miss having on the phone, seeing as this is the pretty much the end of the breakfast show for 2018. Mon, welcome to the show. Oh, my goodness. I want to give away that prize so much. I know exactly what the quiz answer is. <laughs> well, guess, guess what, Mon? You what? can't answer it because you're not allowed to. That is against the rules. <laughs> But it's not, how can I not be allowed to answer it? No one told me the answer this time. I'm just listening to the clues and I know the answer. I'm not cheating or anything. Yeah, well, nah. It's <laughs> kind of like no, that. Employees, employees of Faith FM are <laughs> not I don't remember reading that in my contract. <laughs> I'm sure it's there somewhere. It's in the fine print. It's so weird being the person on the phone on my own breakfast show. How are you guys? <laughs> We're doing great. We are missing you so much. Everybody is missing you. All of the listeners oh, are missing you. I'm missing you guys. I feel like I, I, I feel like I dipped out early on the breakfast show. I wasn't there for the final show of the year. I yeah. feel like I cheated you guys or something. Uh, well, that's why. That's why. That's why we got you. We got you on the phone now, so that you didn't feel like that you were entire entirely missing out on taking it right through to the end of the breakfast show for 2018. But uh, Mon, very quickly, whereabouts are you right now? 
So I'm in a tiny little town, like a blinking you miss it town called Fingal in Tasmania. I want to say it's like directly in between Hobart and Launceston. Yeah, not quite directly. Well, you know, well, you're the Tasmanian yeah, local out here <laughs> making the corrections. <laughs> like, um, yeah. actually, that would be, that would be Oatlands or Campbelltown. But yeah, okay, so Fingal. How many people live in Fingal? I think maybe five, and I'm pretty sure I've met them all. No, I don't, I don't know. But the, the main street, like literally, if you blinked, you would miss the main the main town part. There's like a post office, which is a surprise considering how small the rest of it is. There is a pub, but the pub is closed for renovation, and I'm pretty sure there's one cafe, and that's all there is. Wow. Wow. Amazing. So you're, yeah. you're, you're, but it is you're very beautiful. Bush. So this is, you're this in is, the um, sticks. I mean, when, when your parents moved to uh, Jeepston, I thought they'd moved to the bush, but now they've really moved to the bush. Yeah, they've like seriously moved to the bush, but the views are stunning. Like I'm looking out, I'm looking at the the house with the front windows at the moment, and I just I can just see valley and hills and trees for, uh, for as far as the eye can see. It is so beautiful here. I don't have any phone reception whatsoever. I actually lost phone reception about half an hour before we even arrived in Fingal, so I have everything via a Wi-Fi. <laughs> but yeah, I'm having like a forced phone fast over Christmas. Well, you'll be able to come back to and, and tell us what it was like to uh, to have a, a phone fast. Um, that that should be a. I, I think yes. that would be a positive experience. Maybe you should you know just switch the Wi Fi off for a few days as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I could do it. I wasn't expecting to do it. I do feel like I've been cut off from the world without being told I was going to be. But maybe I will. Maybe over Christmas for like a day or two, I'll give it a shot. But I'm actually, it's actually, I'm having a lot of fun here, guys, because I've arrived here in Fingal and my parents have finally sorted out um, from the storage containers that they had from moving here, all the boxes of my childhood belongings. And so I'm opening stuff and sorting through things I haven't seen in like 15, 20 years. And it's such a blast from the past. My little toys from when I was a girl and that kind of thing. But I'm doing all this in the garage and the garage is separate from the house. And so there's no Wi-Fi in the garage. So it basically is like zero dead contact whatsoever all day long while I'm out there sorting my stuff. Nice. So this is a major trip down memory lane for you right now. Minus it's you huge. And, and and what are you going to do with all of this stuff? Are you going to uh, keep some of it? Throw some of it? Keep okay, it? okay. So I'm making I'm making. Well, oh, let's no. say it's like one one percent of it. One <laughs> percent of it is to keep, and then I'm going to sell the rest of it. So I've got a couple of boxes that I've thrown out, and the rest of it I'm taking to market. So there's a couple of flea markets happening on the Sundays. I'm here, and I want to say I'm taking about ninety nine percent of it to markets to sell off. Okay, so um, in Fingal, I do have to ask, you know, what, where are the nearest, um, where's the nearest town where there's actually shops? Uh, I think it might actually be Lons. Oh, no, I think it might be St. Mary's. I've heard my parents say they're going shopping in St. Mary's. But yesterday, my parents went to do groceries and they were gone the whole day. And I was like, where did you guys go? And they're like, Launceston. <laughs> <I think laughs> the normal thing to do when you go shopping. It's like a three. 
round trip. I couldn't believe it. Nice. It's a, I don't think Woolies, I don't think Woolies delivers out here though, which is a shame. But yeah, but I'm looking forward to taking all my, my old stuff to the markets because I really want to raise funds um, for the Africa trip. So little plug there, encourage our listeners to keep donating. <laughs> Did you tell them how much we've already got? Hey, no, let, give us the latest, Mon, because you've got all the latest figures. I just keep telling them, hey, we're nearly there, but um, because you're doing all of the uh, financial aspect of it, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, so like $3,987. So, yeah, which is amazing because we, we wanted to raise 6000 by the end of January. And so we're halfway there in time, but we're almost all the way there in donations. So we've only got $2,000 to go. So I'm just, I'm just so, I want to say so proud to be part of this community of people mm. who are just donating and giving. They're so generous. It makes, oh, it just really warms my heart. Yeah, that's fantastic. Who donated, who've gone online and donated. So, yeah, thank you so much to everyone who's done that. Really appreciate it. And uh, for those of you who might be wondering, kenyahealth.org is the place to go to make a donation to. And 100% of that money is going to be spent on medical supplies. Um, yes, that's some people I've spoken to, they've said, you know, that was really important to them when they found out that 100% donations are going just to purchase medical supplies. So, yeah, I just want to reiterate that and be very transparent. Everything goes towards med supplies. Yeah, so yourself, myself, Lawson, those others that are going, um, all of the all of the money for you know our airfares and accommodation, food and transport and so forth is uh, raised completely independently from this. We're not raising money for, the, for that uh, aspect of it. But um, uh, kenyahealth.org, 100% to medical supplies for, uh, for Africa. And uh, now, Mon, you're down there with your family. How is uh, you been nice to catch up with the family down there? How is everybody? Yes, it's it's been really great. Like I was thinking, I, I hope Lawson and Lyle ask me what I'm grateful for because I really have a nice gratitude story. So, um, ahem. okay, what are you grateful for this morning, Monica? <laughs> oh, I can't believe you'd ask me. How kind of you, I'm actually really grateful for my for my big brother because you know I've been out there in that little cooped up garage with just towers and towers of boxes and my big brother Martin Marty he just he just every single day he's just come in there he's grabbed a stool and he sat down and he's just he hasn't like helped me unpack my boxes because there's nothing that he do but he's just sat there and kept me company and we've just laughed so much of all the silly stuff we've found in my boxes and it's just been Keeping me on track. So, yeah, really great to see them. And, um, and, yeah, really, really great for my brother. So, yeah, my parents are doing great. They're loving their new place. The dog and the cat are fine as well. And I know I'm out of time because I just heard Lyle click his fingers. <laughs> He's asked the producer for more time. I know what that fingers click means. <laughs> She's on to us. <laughs> it's so weird being the person on the phone for once. <laughs> Hey, Mon, has been fantastic having you on the show this morning. Um, all the best for the Christmas holidays. May you be blessed. May God stay very close to you. And may you have a great time there with your family. And to you guys all. And thank you so much for everyone tuning in all this year. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. That was Mon. And, uh, yeah, we are out of time. So this is Chris Rice with Oh, that, oh Love That Will Not Let Me Go. Let me go I rest my weary soul in thee I give thee back the life I owe That in thine ocean depths its flow May 
Selah with How Deep the Father's Love for Us here on Faith FM and we have come to question of the day. What is our question of the day today? Lawson, what are we finishing the the broadcasting, the breakfast show year with? Okay, so our question of the day for this morning is, what is the real meaning of of Christmas? And it's kind of a twofold question as well. It's what is the real meaning of Christmas and is Christmas Jesus's real birthday? Okay, that's a really interesting question. Okay, what is the real meaning of Christmas? That that depends entirely whether you're taking the real historical meaning or the real current meaning or the real religious meaning. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the real current meaning of Christmas is that it's a time for uh, gross and obscene commercialism. Okay. The real religious meaning is that people around the world today, in our culture, in our era, uh, use this as a time to remember the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real historical reason is that this was a time that they remembered uh, the birth of various other gods, tracing them back to probably uh, Tammuz, the son of Ishtar, who was who had been the wife, the consort of Nimrod uh, back in the ancient Babylonian Empire. And so December 25, you know, the middle of winter in the Northern Hemisphere, middle of summer up here, has been a, uh, a significant religious date uh, predating Christianity by many, many centuries. Um, but now these days it is associated obviously with the birth of Christ. And even those who are absorbed by the gross commercialism that has uh, Christmas has come to be known by still recognize that this has something to do with the birth of Christ. You can mm-hmm. still hear Christmas carols being played. No, I, let me should say, say this. You can still hear songs about Jesus being played in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. It's the only time of year that you're ever going to hear a song about Jesus yeah. in the supermarket. And that's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of nice for a Christian to be walking around the supermarket and suddenly you hear a song about Jesus. That's yeah. kind of pretty awesome. It's like, wow, praise God for that particular opportunity right there. Okay, so the real meaning of Christmas, it really depends where you are coming from. Uh, but I would encourage everybody out there to, over this uh, festive season, to remember Jesus Christ, to focus your attention on Him. He is your Lord. He is your Savior. He is the one who gave His life for you. He is the one who came to this earth and lived for you. Now, there was a second part to that question, and that was in relationship to the uh, the date of the birth of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. No, this has nothing to do with the date of the birth of Jesus Christ. We know that Jesus died at the time of the Passover, which is approximate, 
to the time of Easter, but not exactly by any stretch of the imagination. So it's approximate to the time of Easter. Easter, of course, follows uh, a lunar cycle, um, which once again dates its way all, it's all the way back to Tammuz and Ishtar and all those other gods. Um, but that's the approximate time that Jesus died at the age of 33 and a half. So to mm-hmm. figure out the approximate time of Jesus' birth, you simply go from there back half a year and you're going to have his approximate birth date. So, so somewhere around about October. So yes, Lawson, mm-hmm. you are an October, uh, yes. an October person. Yes. Um, so you can have that one as a claim to fame that oh. it's possible that Jesus was born in October sometime there. And there's a bunch of other <laughs> evidences for that. You know, Caesar Augustus is never going to send out a decree for all the world to be taxed and for everybody to be, to be traveling around the empire in the middle of winter. You know, that's a, that's mm. a great way to get everybody really upset with you. And people being upset with you is not a good thing when you are the emperor, uh, because somebody might decide to stick a knife in your back, as they so often did with <laughs> the Roman emperors. And so, yes, Jesus would have been born around the Octoberish uh, period. Um, and uh, that's where the best evidence points to as far as the birth of Jesus goes. Nothing to do with December 25, but just as the Queen's birthday, we change it every year so that it makes a long weekend here in Australia. It has nothing to do with the Queen's actual birthday. Uh, it's just a time that we can uh, celebrate uh, this particular event. Uh, the pagan aspect of it, long forgotten by uh, you know, religious people and non-religious people today, and so recognized as a time that we remember the birth of Christ. And may we do that over the festive season. Focus your attention on Jesus. Take it off the commercialism and all of the other foolishness that surrounds this time period and turn your eyes upon Jesus. He is the one who can save you. He is the one who was born as a human being so that he could live his life here on this earth and so that he could uh, die for us and so that he could save us. So right now we're going to move on. This is Josh Cunningham with the song called Three Chords. Follow your heart is what they say I know that if I do I'll be following something I can't know Deceitful and untrue I couldn't love you if I tried I couldn't find a way Unless my heart is led by God I'll only go astray If we wanna be one heart, one flesh One instead of two there's gotta be three chords woven, God and me and you. If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes, only then can we say I love you. Well, God is love, He gives to us a priceless gift that's free. He gave Himself, He gave His all unconditionally. I want to love you like he does, Lord, give me eyes to see The only way I can is if you live inside of me If we want to be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two There's got to be three chords woven, God and me and you 
our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes. Only then can we say I love you. Love is kind, love never fails. It ain't boastful, proud, or rude. It bears all things, believes all things, rejoices in the truth. And love will never seek her own. Love's patient, love endures. And if we want love like that, it's what we'll have to do. If we wanna be one heart, one flesh, one instead of two. There's gotta be three cords woven, God and me and you. If our hearts burn within us with the fire that consumes, only then can we say I love you. Josh Cunningham with three chords here on Faith FM. We have come to the very end of the very end of the breakfast show for 2018. Now, I do need to say this, that uh, over the Christmas break, don't stop tuning into Faith FM. There's going to be some great programming that's going to be some of our best programming is going to be filling in while uh, we all take a break from the breakfast show. But we do have one last giveaway to give away, and that is the book. What have you got there for us, Lawson? All right. Check it out. Look, we've got this book. It's legit. It's like the best book ever. It's called Steps to Christ. All right. If you haven't 
read this book, you need to read this book. And I'm overemphasizing it because it's so important. Absolutely. And I just have to say this. If you are worried that you are going to lose your focus on Jesus Christ over the Christmas period, and it is so easy to do, then here is a great book that you can read over the Christmas break that will keep your eyes focused on Jesus. You know, this is what the, the, the break should all be all about. And we so often we get confused and we get uh, sidetracked with all of the commercialism and so many, so many different stupid and foolish things that take our eyes away from Jesus Christ. Well, do this. Turn your eyes on Jesus. And Steps to Christ is a great way to do that. And of course, uh, during this, this uh, break period, uh, don't forget, if you would like to know more about the Bible, then we would love to be in contact with you. I'm doing Bible study studies over the uh, Christmas break. So, so uh, am I. Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843. We can make that happen for you, uh, regardless of where you are. And there's so many different subjects that there are to study in the Bible, mm. so many interesting um, aspects that we can delve into, that we can learn about. Um, and, you know, particularly, you know, every part of what we read and study is going to turn us to Jesus Christ. So, mm. great book right here, Steps to Christ. Give us a call right now. 1 800 324 843 is the number, or text us on 0491 Have a great and blessed Christmas break. Oh